0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد قال الله سبحانه في كتابه الكريم، بعد عهد بالله من الشيطان الرجيم، يا أيها الذين آمنوا Muslimun. الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا أنتم مسلمون، الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا، والذكر نعمة الله عليكم إذا كنتم عداء إذا كنتم عدا فألف بين Wakuntum Allah Shafa Hafratimina Nari Fan Kazakum Minha Kadalika Yuba Yunullahu Lakum Ayatihi La Alakum Tahtadum. Sadaballa. InshaAllah in today's khutbah I will talk about subject which is relevant to the month of February, which is celebrated as Black History Month in United States. To talk about this subject, I recently came across a statement that is mentioned by Muhammad Ali in his autobiography, Soul of a Butterfly. And he says, quote, turning my back on Malcolm was one of the mistakes that I regret most in my life. I wish I'd been able to tell Malcolm I was sorry, that he was right about so many things, but he was killed before I got the chance. He was a visionary ahead of all of us. I might never have become a Muslim if it had not been for Malcolm. If I could go back and do it over again, I would never have turned my back on him. End of quote. So that's what Muhammad Ali said about Malcolm X. Why is it important to remember Malcolm X like that? What Muhammad Ali said, and I will talk about what Malcolm X, Malik Al-Shabazz, said about Islam once he performed the Hajj, and it's very important for us to go and read those letters that he wrote back from Mecca. And the content of those letters, even though he wrote to multiple people, the very similar similar letter, including his wife as well, was pretty similar. And this content will show what Muhammad Ali was referring to as well. I will quote the some of the parts of what Malik Al-Shabazz said. He said, quote, America needs to understand Islam because this is the one religion that erases from its society the race problem. Throughout my travels in the Muslim world, I have met talked to and even eaten with people who in America would have been considered white. But the white attitude was removed from their minds by the religion of Islam. I have never before seen sincere and true brotherhood practiced by all colors together, irrespective of their color. End of quote. And in the same letter, he says another place, With racism plaguing America like an incurable cancer, the so-called Christian white American heart should be more receptive to a proven solution to such a destructive problem. Perhaps it could be in time to save America from imminent disaster. The same destruction brought upon Germany by racism that eventually destroyed the Germans themselves. End of quote. And at the end of the letter, he says, he, he's talking about Malcolm, about his experiences in the Muslim world. It starts by saying, quote, Never have I been so highly honored, never have I been made to feel more humble and unworthy. Who, could, who would believe the blessings that have been heaped, heaped upon an American Negro? A few nights ago, a man who would be called in America a white man, a United Nations diplomat, an ambassador, a companion of kings, gave me his hotel suite, his bed. Never would I have e- even thought of dreaming that I would ever be a recipient of such honor. Honors that in America would be bestowed upon a king, not a Negro. And then he ends, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of all the worlds. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil al Haj Malik Al-Shabaz, which is also known as Malcolm X. So why am I bringing these quotes well, he has passed away over 50 years ago, close to 60 years ago, 60 years ago. As we all know, he was assassinated on February 21st, 1965. So I'm not going into the history of who killed Malcolm X and what was exactly happening at that time. Rather, I'd like to talk about the subject that made Malcolm X what he was, or Malik al what he was. It's the Islam that entered into the heart of Malik al-Shabazz and he, that made him what he was. And he is pointing out something very interesting. The race problem that existed at that time and that still exists until today. And I'm, I'm, I can tell, I can affirm you, it will continue on until the Day of Judgment unless... People go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why am I bringing this up? This is historically can be seen that people were always racist based on the race, based on the language, based on the skin color, or based on which family a person belonged to, based on the wealth the person has accumulated, whether you're rich or you're poor, you're black or you're white or you're brown, or you speak Arabic, you don't speak Arabic, or you, you speak English, you speak that language. Or which continent you're from, you're European, African, Asian, whatsoever. And there's no limit. That continues on. It can start from continents, go to the countries, then go to the cities, then go to the villages, and then even go to the houses. of families. There's no limit for all these kinds of favoritism that can be seen among the people. When people are living... By avoiding or, by not, or not by following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are many examples in the history that can be seen if we look at the history prior to Islam in the Arabian Peninsula. Harb al-Basus, famous one that was fought for decades. Why? Because there was a, a she camel named Basus, belonged to an old woman of Banu Bakr. That was the main cause that triggered the war. And that continued on for decades, 30 years. Harb al were also an unfair conduct in a horse race between, the two, 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 between two tribes. Harb al that happened between the Aus and the Khazraj prior to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam migrated from Mecca to Medina. And among the Meccans even, Harb al-Fujjar that happened between the Kinana and the Hawazin. And that continued on and on and on we can find whether you want to look at the rest of the world or you want to look at the United States. The whole history of slavery is here, very evident. And until today, there are many examples we can see. And I don't have to talk about all those destructions that happened because of the racism in the United States. I will, act, I will be talking like a broken record. So there's no need for that. But if we go back and check in the Qur'an... Allah جل, is actually telling us that it is from the beginning of the creation of the Adam alayhi salam this behavior existed and became the destruction of the shaitan, cause of the destruction of shaitan. When Allah Azza commanded the malaika to bow down to Adam alayhi salam, and Allah subhanahu wa all of them bow down to Adam alayhi salam, إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ استَكْبَرَ وَكَانَ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ Except the Iblis, because he did the istikbar, because he became arrogant, and he became the ones from the kuffar. Allah Azza Sa'id, قَالَ يَا إِبْلِيسَ مَا مَنَعْكَ عَنْ bi لِمَا خَلَقْتُ بِيَدَيَّهِ لِمَا خَلَقْتُ بِيَدَيَّهِ استَكْبَرْتَ أَمْ كُنْتَ مِنَ العلمين. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, oh Iblis, what prevented you from doing the sajda? From what I created from my hand? From my hands? And you did the you became arrogant? And then Allah wa ta'ala, then the Shaitan responds, Qala ana min. Shaitan Iblis said, I am better than him. Khalaqtani min narin wa khalaqtahu min teen. You created me from the fire and you created him from the teen. From the, from the clay. Hence, I am better than him. Isn't this the same root cause that we see today in all sorts of racist behaviors, because of which, now today we give them, the, give them a month. Go celebrate the Black History Month. Or another month will come, this is for the women. Another day will be a sign, oh this is the day for the Muslims. Or oh, this day is for the hijab. This day is for that minority. This day is for that minority. But the rest of the year is going to continue on as is. And not even that month or that day that gives anything to the people that they are addressed to. Because this whole concept of racism that exists today, it is a systemic issue. It is not an issue caused by one person or two people, or three people of one city or that other city. Rather, it's a systemic problem. Systemic problem means this is part of the system that breeds racism. And we'll continue to breed that. And it is not because of not necessarily everybody who is out there is a corrupt person to the core. The issue is when man takes this right of legislation to come up with the laws for the meat people, to make sure the people are getting the rights that the way they're supposed to be getting... They end up putting themselves in the shoes of a being, a dhalim. وَمَنْ لم يحكم بما الله هم Whosoever rule by anything but what Allah has revealed, they are oppressors. It has nothing to do of the righteousness of the people. It has nothing to do with the skin color of the people. It has nothing to do with what language those people speak. Is in general the people the, the ayah says Whosoever whosoever judge by anything but what Allah has revealed, they will be oppressors. That's the rule of thumb. So you can gather all the righteous peoples and ask them, why don't you go and make the laws for the people? Because you're good people. They don't have what it takes. To come up with the rules and regulations and the laws for the people that will be just. That will end up in injustice. Because they don't have knowledge. A comprehensive knowledge about the things. That knowledge is only... Only person, only entity that has the knowledge is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only Allah is the one who can give the laws that can give the justice or provide the justice to people. How does Islam... To care of this problem of racism that Malik al-Shabazz was talking about. Allah Azawajal says, nas, inna min wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all oh, people. He's not talking about all oh, Muslims or all oh, Arabs or all oh, Daisy or oh, Ajam or oh, this or oh, that or oh, black or oh, white or oh, yellow. Allah is saying, all oh, people, we created you from one man and one woman. And we made you. Allah is saying, we made you into nations and tribes. This is clear. The people are created from one man and one woman. When they start living in different parts of the world, they start spreading around the world, they start speaking different languages. That's another sign from Allah Azza wa Jal. And they had different skin colors and features and so on and on. Allah is saying, we made you. Allah is not saying oh, we are colorblind people, I don't, we don't see black, white, yellow, everybody looks the same to us. No, Allah is saying, you are different. We created you differently. Different in what sense? You look different for what? rafu, So you can recognize each other. It's not for one race or one kind of people are different than the other in the sense of they're better than the other. This is just for recognition. So you can recognize each other. And Allah said And in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most honorable one is the one who has the taqwa who has the consciousness of Allah azza wa one does not become better than the other based on the skin color or the features or what region he is from, what family he belongs to, or how much wealth he has accumulated in this world, the thing that makes one better than the other is the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is judged by only Allah azza wa Inna alimun Allah is the one who has the knowledge. Allah is the one who has the khabr, the information about what you are doing. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared it very clearly in just one single ayah, and that single ayah was sufficient for the Muslims to get out of this racist kind of a behavior. Okay, so now the question comes in, does that mean the Muslims are not racist today, or they cannot be racist today? What we see is not to forget about today, in the time of Rasulullah ﷺ. We can see behaviors. Like Abu Dhar Ghaffari radiallahu an one of the great of Rasulullah, that one of the hadith mentions about the one person who was an Ajam, because the hadith does not say by the way directly it was about, about Bilal Habashi, it says about the Ajam, the one whose descent who was not from the Arabs. And he vilified, used abusive language towards that Sahabi. And he went to Rasulullah sallallahu and the response of Rasulullah sallallahu was, "Oh Abu Dar, you still have jahiliya in you. You still have ignorance among uh, in you." And the question was asked, "Can you have jahiliya at this old age now?" Yes, it has nothing to do with the age. You can still have it. But the thing is, how did Rasulullah sallallahu deal with that kind of a sickness? Did he slide by? And say, that's, that's a norm out there. Majority of the people is happy with this idea, so that's okay to do it. Or he rebuked him. So the system out there, which is the Islam, makes sure that this kind of a behavior is not acceptable. Not only it's not acceptable, it could have been punished. Because you are breaking the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, the head of the munafiqeen, Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul in the time of Rasulullah he provoked the Muslims the Aus and Khazrat, at one time and another time the Ansar and Muhajirin to almost be neck to neck to about to fight with each other he reminded them at one point how they used to fight in Harb, Harb- al-Hawal and another time to show that these Muhajirin have come from outside and now they are becoming something big among the Ansar they are the outsiders and Rasulullah intervened right, now, right away and took care of it. And he removed this kind of a junk ideas that existed among the, even the Sahaba that was provoked by Abdullah ibn Ubayyus. And Sahaba, the moment Rasulullah reminded them, they went back. They took it back. That they were at the mistake. And there are a hadith of Rasulullah that reminds us that like for example, man يدعو أَوْ يَنْصُرُ Whosoever, the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, meaning, <coughs> is reported by Imam ima Muslim in his Sahih, the meaning of the hadith is, one who is killed under the banner of a man who is blinded by the asabiyya, who raises the slogan of Asabiyah, and I'm going to talk about Asabiyah just for a minute after this, and die the death of one belonging to the days of jahiliya, the one who calls people and dies for this cause of the And Asabiya is all forms of nationalism, tribalism, even patriotism. Anybody who's calling for all these kinds of divisions among the ummah is calling for Asabiya. And sometimes it has been abused. The Rasulullah Wasallam said that he loved Makkah. Hence it is okay for us to love our motherland's the motherlands that were given to us by colonialists by drawing the boundaries between the Muslim Ummah, by all sorts of corrupt ideas. Now today, the very same Muslim Ummah used to be one, still one, but their divisions have been made in a way that people think start thinking, I am Egyptian, I'm Palestinian, I'm, uh, 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 I'm Syrian, I'm Pakistani, I'm Indian, and on and on and on. This is not what Islam stands for. We are one ummah. That's what that's what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala <laughs> has made us. As the Hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu says, <laughs> says <laughs> "Al-muminuna krajul wa'hidin nistakha. Rasuhu tad'ala husail al-jasdi bilhumma wasah." Imam <laughs> Anim Bishiratullah An reporting this Hadith, and reported in uh, Sahih Muslim, says Rasulullah Sallallahu says that the believers are like one person. If his head aches, the whole body aches with fever and sleepiness. It's not saying it's not the, the, the ummah which is Arab or the ummah which is Ajam, the ummah which is black, or ummah which is white. The whole ummah which is comprised of all different kinds of people, they're all part of the same body. And if the head hurts, the whole body becomes anxious and feels the fever. And Islam is the only way that can they can save the mankind today as it has saved in the past otherwise shaitan is on his way to destroy the mankind in this dunya and in the akhirah allah azza wa Jal says as i mentioned in the beginning of the khutbah wa'tasimu bihablillahi wa la that hold on to the rope of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not get into differences Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us that your hearts were divided. You were enemies to each other. Allah is the one who created the ulfa, who created the love between your hearts. And brought give you the, the blessing of the brotherhood. And you were at the brink of the hellfire. And we protected you, we are the one who defended you not to enter into the hellfire. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is how Allah makes His revelation clear to you so that you may be rightly guided. So today the mankind is at the brink of the hellfire. Again to enter into fire because of all sorts of racism that exists. So, brothers and sisters, do not think of this Black History Month. Just to go and revisit the black history and to study about what the blacks were doing. Only think of this way: that we as Muslims have the burden of providing the solution to the mankind, and to remind the people that we have ended up in this mess of celebrating the Black History Month or Women's Month or or, or this day or that day because of all sorts of atrocities that are happening. By not implementing the rules of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, but by not living by the commands of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and I will close the khutbah by rem- reminding what Malik al-Shabazz, Malcolm X said: America needs to understand Islam, because this is the one religion that erases from a society the race problem. Thank you for listening to this podcast.